you're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a crossover episode of uh, It's Super Effective and GoCast. Uh, I'm your host, Steve. The other host here is Chris. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going? We're here. Uh, we're, you know, like we're being a slowpoke on maybe <laughs> talking about Vegas. Well, I'm sure you guys have gone more in depth for Vegas. I got sidetracked with uh, Scarlet and Violet news. Um, but we were both there. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say we are here, but more importantly, we were there in Vegas at the same time. Um, and yeah, I mean, easy for you to get distracted. There's a lot of stuff going on in Pokemon Sphere. There was Pokemon Day, like the next week, and everything. And uh, you know, it's easy for us because we just focus on Go. So yeah, what yeah, else yeah. was there to talk about? <laughs> oh, you know, there's Sleep, which I guess has That's true. Go integration, Unite, groundbreaking, yeah, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I wanted to give my thoughts on Vegas and you were there. I was there. Uh, the sand was there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think for, maybe you guys didn't talk about it. I'm also behind my podcast. So I'm sorry. I think the kind of the goal I wanted with our crossover episode is to really answer the question or kind of explain maybe if these in-person events are worth it, because I think there's going to be more this year. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically, you know, GoFest, usually there's three locations. It's always been somewhere in the United States, somewhere in Europe, well, mostly Germany, <laughs> and then Japan. Yeah. Um, so uh, the thing I want to start off with right away, because, like, is it worth it? Should you travel to this? Is there were, like, no kids in Vegas, and no. I didn't really think about it until after I left the event. Now, there were parents pushing strollers, but I'm going to say, like, little Timmy in the stroller, probably not playing Go, probably sleeping. Um, and there, I'm sure there's going to be, like, somebody, like, furiously typing, like, my kids were there. I, I'm sure there were <laughs> kids there, but, like, the adult-to-kid ratio was, like, 95% you have a job. <laughs> And this is this has been a, a a weekend for you kind of thing. Yeah, I think it was definitely much more representative of what you would probably expect is like the um, the normal event attendee sort of players. And I do mean even like local events like community day and stuff like that, because the average player won't. This is my understanding is that the average player doesn't really engage with all events all the time. They usually log in and be like, oh, wow, a community is happening right now and throw a few balls right but mm-hmm. if if you pay attention you're going to be there and pokemon go really rewards having like a car and disposable <laughs> income and you know things that adults have that might be more difficult or challenging for like an eight or nine year old to, to get their hands on right i think it's also like i mean i remember like i i uh, then thinking like there wasn't a lot of kids there again there were kids just not a lot compared to the amount of adults or or um, even like, I would, I would say like, even if you separated out like between 20 and 50, like there were more mm-hmm. like older, I don't want to offend anyone. There were more older, like 
retired folks than there were even kids, which we know that from local communities that like yeah. those people like to play the game too. Um, that's not unheard of. Um, but I, I kind of thought like if Pokemon get, Go came out when I was like 10 or 11 or even younger, eight or nine, like how much would I be playing it? Right. And I feel like that's kind of dependent on the level of involvement you have, like with your, from your family and things like that. Like I was super into Pokemon when I was 10, 11, right? Oh, I, uh, yeah, I was on my front porch trading cards left and right, but that was exactly. even hard for me too. Cause I was limited in what I had because I couldn't buy more or I'd have to wait exactly. for a reason for my parents to get me a booster pack. Yeah, and if I had had a car, right, let's just imagine a world where an 11-year-old can drive a car and that's a safe thing to do. Uh, like, I would have gone to tournaments for TCG and, and you know, tried my best or whatever. But because, like, it just seemed like such a big ask for my folks, right, for me, to me to even ask, right? And I feel like Go might be a little bit different in that aspect because it's free and parents can engage with it without investing too much money or their time, Um and so, yeah, I guess this kind of just goes to your point, though. There not being a lot of kids there at the event, I think it begs another question of, did the setting have a lot to do with it because it was Vegas? Did it sort of, like, exacerbate that thing we already see <laughs> at, like, community days and stuff? Is it less kids because they had nothing else to do during the time, so why would they go? Or, I don't know. Well, I would, I would yeah, I would say there was more families on Sunday, which is a very con thing like if you've ever been to mm. a pax or a c2e2 or a midwest gaming classic or whatever right um they always uh, sunday is always like family day it's always like slightly yeah. cheaper it's always like kids get in for free so yeah there were in my uh i don't know i thought my eyes were working uh on sunday i definitely saw more families but i also saw those families like throw in the towel earlier in the day like, oh, it, you know, we were here since 10. It's 2 or 3 o'clock. Little Sally is getting fussy. We, you know, we, <laughs> we finished our research. Time to go home kind of thing. And then there were probably people more so your age or my age that were like, we're getting both days. We're grinding from morning to night. Um, we're grinding oh, yeah. even the Rayquaza after the event is over kind of thing. Uh, so I, I don't know if that's like... I don't know what to really do with that information ver- mm-hmm. besides like I guess maybe the 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 retort of like oh Pokemon is a kids thing and it's like these events really kind of focus on like people with money. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting though because I feel like if they had led out the gate when they started doing live events with something like this in Vegas for 2 days at the price points that they were pushing would have been um, rather ignorant to what they were or weren't, um, you know, expecting out of the game. And I think the, this event and the way that it was priced and where it was and stuff like that is a direct symptom of the data they have on who is playing the game and who is spending money and who's going to these events. Like, I don't think four years ago we would have expected to see an event like this at all. Yeah. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure you talked about all of the issues that happened with the event. Um, yeah, <laughs> we did. <laughs> um, I think, I think the thing that kind of stood out to me is it almost felt, and I saw other people uh, kind of 
uh, parrot this, it, it almost felt like this event was worse than the first GoFest. Oh. And uh, I, I, you, you didn't go to the first GoFest, right? I did. I was oh, there. Oh, you did? Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. What, what was what was your thoughts of the first? Because I, I I liked the first Go Fest. Issues aside, I I had a great time. But what yeah. what were your thoughts? You know, I had a great time too. Um, there's a lot of parallels between the first Go Fest and this Go Tour event for me personally. The prime one is the amount of sunburn that I had. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you'd think I'd learn. Never learned that lesson. No, but the first GoFest was really cool, and I think it was intoxicating to me personally, like very a good experience because it's the first time I'd been in a group of Go players like that, and the energy was electric, and there were food trucks, and I was like, wow, this is what I won out of a music festival, but it's for Pokemon Go instead. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that the game didn't really work just kind of gave all of us something to... Uh, have camaraderie about it almost like fed into it a little bit and I connected for like three seconds I got my hair across and I was happy you know yeah I mean during that time too there were no shinies Um, that's right raids just launched so like their big debut was Lugia and then Articuno as well because Mystic won Um, but for as many people that are like oh my gosh that first go fest was a complete disaster it it was a disaster, but it was like, like a bad movie that's so bad that you're like, I'm kind of having a good time. There are bad movies where you're like, I'm just walking out, and I sure. there there are plenty of people that literally left, and they they only had that terrible experience. They left, and they didn't really. I don't know, like, listen to Niantic at the time. Now, that being said, I have a video of the crowd booing John Hankey on my YouTube. It's, like, my third most watched video. I don't. They just, it's literally, <laughs> like, three minutes of just a bunch of people booing him. Does um, it have the water bottle throw in it, too? I don't know. Okay. I don't know okay. if it has that. It might have. <laughs> I was not in the crowd. I was kind of above the crowd. Oh, good, so, good, good. <laughs> So uh, a little a little history here before we get to Vegas. I got there early. I had a press pass, um, and I remember walking through the uh, grounds before it opened, and it just rained like the night before. So everything was muddy, and I saw people were struggling to get things set up. So like before they even opened the gates, I was like, none of this is set up, and it's like super muddy. And, like, at the time it was cloudy. Obviously, the clouds went away, and then we, everyone in line got sunburned. Sure and I was like, this seems like a disaster. And it was. Uh, and then, what, it was around noon, so, like, two hours after they were still trying to let people in. They were like, leave. The game will work if you leave. We're giving you $100. We're, we're giving $100 in-game. We're refunding your ticket. Please just leave. And I feel like the people that, w- like say that was the worst event they've been to or they'll never go to an event, I feel like they just didn't listen. Because mm-hmm. because there were because I stayed in the park. And I didn't really care that much about playing Go. I stayed in the park because I was talking to people. I was trying to I was recording like little mini segments. So the game wasn't working for me at all. But like, cool. Uh no big deal. But there were people as I was recording and as I was walking around, there were just people that refused to leave the park because they were like I'm here and I want it to work and I'm afraid if I leave it'll start working. But literally yeah. the second you walked out the gates and walked literally one street away, literally, 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 literally one street away, the game worked fine. You got so many like unknown hair, like everything was spawning. 
And it was great. And they kept it on all night. And I remember walking around at 1 a.m. doing Articuno raids or Lugia raids. And, like, Starbucks emergency stayed open later because, like, people <laughs> just come. Like, it was such a great experience once you left the park. And the same thing kind of happened here where Niantic was, like, the first two hours kind of busted and broken. And they were, like, we're extending it three hours. Leave the park after 6 o'clock. Your experience will be there in the city right but even in in so far as within the park itself i mean right when the event kicked off the first day which was the, the one of the two days we haven't specifically outlined what the issues were but suffice to say the first day had connection issues for like the first half of the day and right when it began like the 30 minutes in everybody's like oh no i you know i can't connect yada yada they had people on go uh, golf carts not go carts golf carts going around telling people spread out everybody is focused right now at the at the north or the south entrances and i started walking laps with my buddy tyler and you know when we got in between like the midpoint between those two uh entrances on the sides it worked a lot better mm-hmm. and so i, I kind of wish people had listened in that regard too yeah yeah like like i don't there, there there's not a doubt in my body that they they don't have incredibly smart people working behind the scenes to make sure things are up. Now, the problem with the yeah. first GoFest is Niantic reached out to, I think this is well-documented, they reached out to Verizon, they reached out to AT&T, they reached out to these companies and asked them to bring cows, cows or cellulars on wheels, and they all said no. They were like, you know, we, we've had concerts here, we've had this amount of, this many people watching Bruce Springsteen over by the bean, like, mm-hmm. we don't need that. But, like, the difference is, the people watching concerts aren't trying to play a game the entire concert. <laughs> but their GPS on them. Yeah, they might all have their phones open or sending text messages, but GPS can really jam up an area. Um, so, so Niantic did try to get the proper cows and cellular issues worked out, but they were told by cellular companies that it wasn't needed. Like, they're, they're, they can handle the traffic. Still... Right. Obviously, maybe Niantic should have pushed harder or, I don't know, like, just, hey, we want to pay you anyways, bring it out kind of thing. Um, but their their network, they, they put up a whole Wi-Fi network in Vegas, and you could see it strung up. It was actually, like, like set up well ahead of time. Like, the wires were hidden. Like, you kind of had to look for it, but, like, almost every single light pole had a repeater on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said that, like, twice the amount of people were on that Wi-Fi network. And it just caused it to tank. <laughs> and somehow they fixed it. Uh, it started working halfway. And sun- for the record, um, Sunday was flaw free. Like Sunday was yeah was very solid. But we yeah, didn't- I didn't have a single issue on Sunday. Not really. But I think I think why I kind of put this on the level of kind of worse than Chicago is because uh, because not only did Niantic refund tickets. Give us $100. Tell us to walk two blocks over and everything would work. And it did. It did actually work. Um, There was two to three to almost four hours where we just couldn't play. And yes, they extended it. But also, I felt like it's less acceptable now because they've done so many successful events up to this point. So it's like what went wrong well, obviously, we know what went wrong. Too many people connected to the network. Right. <laughs> <But> like, right. 
So I, I, have a question, I have a question for you. So what do you think they could have done? Because the, the difference is here, right? In Chicago, they said walk two blocks away, it'll work and things like that. Is that Chicago is a, a, a general purpose uh, large city, right? Mm-hmm. Vegas is not general purpose. So I, I don't think they felt as comfortable saying, leave the park, go walk around the strip because there were some families there and that might not be appropriate. Um, also, I, you there was no way to get to the strip unless you had a car. True. Or unless Very you true. Ubered. Like, I don't even think there was a bus line that went directly from strip to this park. Yeah, and the stuff around the park um, were just strip malls and parking lots. And, like, six-lane highway of, like, Six lane roads, which were ultimately like, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if listeners know this, but like the more lanes you have in a road, the faster cars go. Therefore, when your sidewalk is right up against six lanes of traffic, it, it doesn't feel very safe as somebody. No. who <laughs> No, no. And so, you know, I do feel for them on that end, too. It's like, what what could they have done? Um, and I know you and I were talking about this at the event about the, the walls situation, it being fenced in. Right. Chicago had fences, and uh, at, was so it was a safari zone, or was it GoFest? Where where were you at that had Ber- the, the... GoFest Berlin? Oh, right, because that was within a place that was already fenced, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I guess the 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 consensus on Twitter is like Niantic. You can't ask people not to come to a park, which is true. But I don't think fences. I don't think asking Niantic to build a fence is is the, is a good solution. They already did that the first year and it didn't work. <laughs> no. No. But uh to all the people that are like, well the Germany event was fenced in, which is true in the I think it's the Brit, Brits Britzer Garden, Brits Britzler Garden, that is a private park and so it already was fenced in. And so for the day of the event so inside that park, there's playgrounds, there's like a little water park, there's food stands, there's uh, like um, community halls, right? Everything you would imagine in a park. I would argue maybe a little bit more because it was a very nice park. Um, so when they that park also had like six entrances. And when you went up, you showed them that you had a ticket. They would give you a wristband and then you would go in. And if you were just a normal person and you went up, the security guards would be like, we have a private event this weekend. You can't come in unless you were a park pass holder. I, I, I'm sure there are other parks in the world that do this. I didn't really think about it. But, like, there were families and old folks and young folks running and or exercising that were not playing Go, that were in the park with us because they were pass holders. And so mm-hmm. whether or not there was a private event, they pay a yearly membership to get into this park no matter what. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It sounds like a like a botanic garden or a, like a city zoo or something like that. You know, something yeah. very similar. I don't yeah. think there's a lot of private parks in the United States. Maybe there. Are. No, no, we have some like disjointed. We have a botanic garden, botanic garden rather, um, in Chicago that's very separate from the city that would serve probably a similar purpose. But yeah, there's not a lot of private parks in the states. We don't. Mm-mm. If there's a park, we're like we want everybody to see that we have a park. <laughs> Yeah, the, the other thing it. about the Germany, um, the other thing about the the Germany Go Fest is there was multiple ways to get there. Um, there was there was a, a train line. There was two different train lines that went. One at the south end of the park. One at the north end of the park. Um, there was obviously Uber. 
there was um there was a parking lot there was plenty of like bike lanes and stuff um if you wanted to take a bike or one of those like scooters or whatever yeah there there's like none of that in vegas it no. is <laughs> <laughs> no there's no infrastructure i mean like just like you said before if you wanted to get anywhere from that park really you need to take a car there is not super uh friendly on foot routes to take from large place to large place in Vegas. Yeah. And, um, that park was big. Yeah. And I think it was big enough for the event, but it just, I don't want to say it was like in the middle of nowhere, but there was really nothing to do. Like there was a subway there that ran out of bread. Um, (laughs) there was a McDonald's, but, Unless I'm misremembering, there were no food trucks. Uh, at the event, there were some food trucks. Oh, yeah, the ones yeah. in the middle. But, like, yeah, not nearly. Like, like, no. There should have been food trucks at. North um, entrance as well. and North yeah. entrance. There should have been food trucks over. Well, what was north entrance? There was the entrance by the McDonald's. Was that north entrance? Yeah. Because there was, so. like, a whole bunch of strip. So there was, yeah. there was, there was like, no food trucks besides, the, like, the eight. Yeah, yeah, there was not enough there for sure. As somebody who somebody who waited in those lines for an hour twice, I can tell you, not enough. <laughs> and they all ran out of water. <laughs> yeah. So, and there were no water stations either. No, and I could have sworn the hydration stations were marked uh, marked on the map, um, but I didn't see one whenever I was going around. And there were so. no charging stations either. No, and well, yeah, not really, and and there were minimal benches and minimal cover, except for some trees in the middle. But two of those biomes, ancient shores and blistering sands. I love the blistering sands. We were. I know you did. <laughs> uh, it was a little bit rough, uh, you know, if you didn't have a proper hat on or if you wanted to spend any longer than thirty minutes there without taking a break in the shade. It got to be a bit much. Yeah. It again. It goes back to like. They've done these events before. Like, if mm-hmm. this was, like, their first event and be like, ah, they had issues for the first three hours, but, like, after that it was smooth and Saturday, Sunday was smooth, you'd be like, ah, okay, no big deal. But, like, this is not their first event. No, no. Uh, and there will be more events. And and even even something like the merch tent, there were, what, two, maybe three merch tents? There were two, yeah. And when I, when we got when we got there at like nine because everything started at ten, that was like what a ninety minute wait to buy a shirt. That's all they had just just one shirt, just the 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 just one shirt. <laughs> yeah, I know. At the south location, the line was so long it almost uh, went to the parking lot where people were parking or being dropped off by, and people were mistaking that for the line to get into the event, right? Because right. they you just see the line, you're like, oh, I just got here, I must have to wait in this line. Um, yeah, so it was pretty wild, pretty wild. <laughs> and so, like on the flip side, in Germany, at GoFest, which was less than a year ago, by the way, they had so many merch tents that there was never a line. Now, granted, that park was huge, and uh, but like, it was like I feel like you you just sell more shirts, right? Like yeah. me as a like I could never imagine waiting an hour for a t-shirt. I just even 15 minutes, I'm like, ah, maybe I'll come back when the line's a little bit longer. Yeah. And, and like, obviously, you're in line. You can still play Go. 
you're stuck in that biome. You're maybe not getting as many spins or as many spawns because you're not really moving that much. But I can't (laughs) – I just can't imagine spending an hour of my, you know, eight hours of FOMO, (laughs) like fear of missing out (laughs) experience in a line for a shirt. But in in Berlin, it was just like, oh, two people in line? Great. I'll grab a shirt and keep playing. Like you're just, it just feels yeah. like you you sell more shirts, you make more money when you have more places to just walk. Like that's the Starbucks thing, right? Like that's the whole concept about Starbucks being on so many corners is people don't want to wait. So if there's right. no line, they go in, they get their coffee, they sell more coffee because like there's no wait. Yeah, it's it's just creating more surface area for sales essentially, right? And I think you're 100 percent correct. I have another bone to pick with this though too. Uh, so as as a tall, large human being, right, as I am, um, I always get, you know, several copies of a shirt or something like that. I get a 2X, I get a 3X. If it looks like it's going big, I'll get an XL, right, because they shrink, all that sort of stuff. They did not offer a 3X at all for the entire event, right? And to me, that seems like a miss because while Pokemon Go players – uh, are active people like to walk and things like that. I think at a video game based sort of event, having more sizes on both ends of the spectrum would be a good thing to have. Yeah. You know, because small, small, small sizes for kids, because I don't think they had a, a kid size and at oh, least three no, X. So. Right. So, you know, I, I think that was a big miss for only having one item too. It's not like they had to stock several shirts. It was just the one event shirt. So why not go all out? It's not like you're not going to sell them. <laughs> you know? So uh, I don't know. That 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 one boggled my mind a little bit. There wasn't even like a Niantic booth, which GoFest have had in the past where, you know, they just sell Niantic merch and, and whatnot. Yeah. They, they had that at the, um, the St. Louis Safari Zone. And at the St. Louis Safari Zone, so that was in, gosh, I can't remember the park in St. Louis. That's actually a private park, um, but it's not fenced in. It's huge, though. Um, I can't remember what that park's called. I went there for the St. Louis Safari Zone. I also went there for Community Day, um, and the Community Day rained out. But that park, huge, gorgeous. But at the Safari Zone, they had this huge tent in the middle of the park, which had Pokemon Center stuff where you get plushes, you could also get the shirt, you could get the Pikachu with like the 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 Fedora or whatever, like the Safari Zone Pikachu plush. And then they over they had like a Niantic booth where you could get Niantic stuff. So I don't know. In my head I'm like Safari Zones are like the lowest tier event. Go Fest are the biggest tier event. And it feels like something like this should be in the middle. But like Yeah. Not a lot of food trucks, no water stations, no charging stations, only one shirt to sell. A great point you made, like, nowhere to really sit. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, which is strange. And I understand, like, you know, in certain cities you are dealing with certain amounts of populations, especially, you know, like in a warmer state. Like I know when I visited Austin last, there was a lot of infrastructure there to help with people um, not just staying on the street, right? And so I know that Vegas... Vegas struggles with the same sort of thing. But but this is where that sort of stuff backfires by not having seating and and correct levels of comfort with your like public facilities. It's a public park too, like come on. Uh, and what we <laughs> what we mean by seating and this was this was something they had in South Korea 
So South Korea was also a safari zone. South mm-hmm. Korea did not have um, any merch, so no no merch at all. But they had these huge tents for Mystic, uh, Instinct, and Valor with proper seating. And obviously, those are, those are at GoFest as well. Of these huge, te- these big tents they put up for shade, for seating, uh, for like k- trading. Um, but also, that park had a lot of ways to get to it. <laughs> they they had um, they did did. Uh, I think Vegas had Pikachu and Eevee come out, or maybe it was just Pikachu. They did have, uh, I think, both of them, yeah. Um, South Korea had that as well, so did Germany. Um, but South Korea also had a bunch of Pikachu statues for um, photo opportunities, oh. and they were, like, really nice statues. I know, like, GoFest had, like, cardboard cutouts of Candela and Blanche and Spark, and, like, that's fine, whatever. <laughs> um, Gotta get your dab next to Spark. Right, right, right. <laughs> so all of these events are, like slightly different and i feel like they all have pros and cons i know we just spent like 25 minutes kind of complaining about the issues but like all in all like if you if you go to one of these events with like okay the first day of the event might not work but like they eventually figure it out and and then in a couple hours it's fixed like i i still think they're worth traveling to and I still think they're fun. Like, I don't, even though I'm like, man, there were so many issues, it kind of puts on the level of the first GoFest. Like, once everything was working, like, the event was actually, like, rock solid. And you could be like, well, I wish they had more tents. I wish they had more food options. I wish, like, the park was not so hard to get to. Um, but, like, I don't know. I still had a good time. Yeah. One thing in particular I want to call out about this event that I thought was really great was the way that they did the, the Spinda uh, daily research and the today yeah. view. Uh, so, just if you weren't familiar with this listener, they had um, they had spin to stops, eight of them, and they were littered throughout the park. And one of the one of the research things that you had in your today view was to spin all of them, and each one you spun would reward you with an encounter with a spinda. But they were placed on the outskirts of the entire loop, and so if you wanted to get that done, you had to literally explore the whole park. And I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was great. Yeah. No, there's, like, a lot of things that were, like, super clever. Yeah, you're a million percent right on the Spinda. I thought it was, like, a great way to make Spinda encounter. The another mm-hmm. thing that was really great, and uh, I said this on my show, and I'll, 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 uh, I'll say it again, is, like, I, I hate... We saw this with the main series games. So when, when Sword and Shield were coming out, and they were like, oh, we've got to do a... Nat- we're, we're, we're cutting the national decks... Like, all games going forward will have limited Pokedexes, and we're doing this because, like, we want to, you know craft a more better experience or whatever they said right and the consensus that you saw on social media obviously maybe the minority of people but very loud minority were like uh game freaks trying to kill pokemon game freak hates pokemon like like this sucks like why don't they like like our players and i felt like we kind of we've seen this with niantic too of like Niantic rather cares about peridot or niantic is all in on the nba game or like niantic just hates pokemon and I just don't think that's true. Like, you mm-hmm. and I both have talked to a handful of people at Niantic. And, and again, I said this on my show. I've probably talked to, like, 30 Niantic people. I think one of them didn't care about Pokemon. Like, they were just like, ah, oh, it was a job. Um, I'm trying to get more into Pokemon. But it was, it was, and they no longer work there. So, like, whatever. But, like, right. every, like, the other 29 people out of 30, they just, you, you can tell that they love 
not only the game, but they like genuinely like Pokemon. Like they have favorite Pokemons. They have like I started playing red or blue, or I started with like Ruby and Sapphire. But like the thing that kind of really stood out to me was like the Reggie the Reggie thing. Like they put these really cool Reggie rock rocks <laughs> in the park. Um, and then on the back was like a secret code to like get the Reggie encounters. And that was supposed to be like a fun surprise for trainer. Obviously that surprise was like ruined because somebody got it and they went to social media before the right. event even started. So it wasn't like ideally the in-person people were supposed to like find it and then communicate it out. Um, but like there are pockets of like the Spinda, the Reggie Rocks, like the Team Rocket Tent. It was like really cool to see like blue flares go up or red flares go up when like either Kyogre and, and they kind of mess that up sometimes too. But like <laughs> the, the, the thought process of like these flares going up, like there's so many little things. Then this is why I go back to like I had a great time because it's all like the little things they thought about. And whether or not they executed them well, that really added to the experience. Like, yeah, of course, it'd be nice if they had more water stations or more restrooms or, um, like, there wasn't a giant rock pile in the middle that people were climbing. But, like, they did. (laughs) I feel called out, Steve. I feel called out. (laughs) They did put thought into trying to make, like, an event that Pokemon players would appreciate. Mm -hmm. Not even, like, Go players, just, like, actual Pokemon players. Yeah, I I would agree too. I mean, all those little all those little touches could not have been done by a team of people that did not care or were passionate about it at all. And it's interesting to see the sort of extra care that they're also giving to something that's like Niantic only, right? Like Team Go Rocket is their creation. Um, you know, they're not using regular Team Rocket assets really. Team Go Rocket is specifically different. And it's really cool to see them give life to those characters and they feel like canon pokemon characters because of that level of investment that they've done for that you know so that's really really cool but yeah i mean (laughs) to me honestly the biggest takeaway it's all really cool it was cool to see the the bigger volcano again i wonder how much paper mache that took um (laughs) and it was cool to see the spinda all the things you listed and there's also a bunch of stuff that were that was there that were really cool that we're not even mentioning there's a lot of little things throughout especially in the research story too but for me, nothing is going to replace the the experience of being in a space with other Pokemon Go trainers like that. Like that sense of this is my tribe is really palpable there. I mean, e- even the uh, Los uh, Angeles Ultra Beast event that we both went to as well. Oh, yeah. Like on paper, on paper, I'm not sure if that event sound is enticing or sounded enticing for somebody to travel into. But in person there, it was pretty hype. It was really cool. Yeah. You know? So it, it's it's a toss-up, you know? If you're not the sort of person that likes live events, then you might not enjoy it. You might feel overwhelmed. But I'm I'm an introvert in a lot of ways. And, and I, this, is what I, this is what I think people that go to music festivals probably feel yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, the, the, I guess the argument is, like, the, the, a good comparison is the music festival, right? Like, you can go see... I'll, I could have went to go see My Chemical Romance, like yeah. down at the U.S. Bank Stadium or whatever, whatever stadium in Minneapolis they they went to. I don't actually remember, but like that was a three hundred dollar experience mm. for like like average seats. <laughs> like I'm sure nosebleeds right. were like eighty bucks, and somebody could look at a person and be like, "You're going to spend three hundred dollars to see a band when you could just." 
stream their music for free on Spotify. Right. And I am right. sure there are tons of people that are flying in and then also spending $300 to see said band. Um, and I just think about... I think... I, uh, uh, to, to be clear, you and I, we, we paid for our own flights and ho- own hotels to Vegas. Um, yes. Niantic yes. has paid for us to go to events in the past, um, but not Vegas. They did pay for some creators, and that's kind of like Niantic being like, we want, we can't pay for we uh, everyone, but we want to make sure everyone gets like this like, experience. <laughs> I get it. I take it as a as a sign that that hopefully the that will be an investment in a future event. And I'm just super excited about this year. You know? Yeah, but but yeah. I I spent fourteen hundred dollars to go to South Korea myself. Right, that's yeah. how much the flight was. Uh, and then I spent another $1,000 on a hotel, and I went by myself. <laughs> like, I didn't, I, I didn't know any I, – I don't even know – I can barely speak English. So I'm, like, in this country that, like, I, 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 I don't know any Korean, right? And I think, like, Japan, for, for better or for worse, I've been to Japan, too, is, like, more English-friendly, whatever – I, I do air quotes because, like, that's what people tell you. It's, like, it's very hit and miss for Japan, mm-hmm. <laughs> depending mm-hmm. on where, where you actually go. But, like, going to South Korea, going to a safari zone, which I would argue is supposed to be a smaller event than what we went to in Vegas, was worth it. Because not only did I have two days of pogo in a park, uh, I got to experience South Korea. And I don't know if I would have went to Vegas because I don't care about gambling. I I don't Mm -hmm. drink without something to entice me to go. And I ended up really liking Vegas again, no gambling, no drinking, but like I went to, I went to a couple shows. Uh, Vegas has some of the best food I've ever tasted. Granted it was very expensive food, (laughs) but like killer food. Uh, and I I ended up really liking that city because it was great to roll out of bed at 3 a.m. and be like, I can walk down the street and 40 restaurants are open and I can get a bomb hot dog at 3 a.m. Yeah. And like, like, it's a really cool city, even if you don't care about that stuff. So I, it's, it's almost like I would have never had that experience if I didn't care about Go. Oh, because you would have never had another reason to go to Vegas. Right. Yeah, or or South Korea, right? And that that one particular weekend, right? Like, that was so. It's like a catalyst for that sort of experience. I 100% agree. I mean, like I've been to I've been to Vegas before. Um, I had also been to Seattle before, right? But mm-hmm. both of those experiences were very different when I was there as a tourist, right? As opposed to when I was there as a go player, because my priorities are very very different, <laughs> you know. But like. Los Angeles was a new location for me, and I was super happy to walk up and down the the Walk of Fame and and do a few things there. I think you're 100 correct on the nose. Uh, for Vegas, I I avoided the strip at all costs, but that's because I've already done it before. I'm good, you know. Like, <laughs> see with with, with uh, L.A., I don't ever want to go back. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. I did the Wax Museum. I'm good, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. So the the last thing I want to want to talk about is just like comparing this to the worldwide event because shiny rates were not the same. Um, the the hourly biome thing was you know something they repeated, which I think Niantic does that well. I think putting yeah like changing it out every hour I think is great. Um, 
but it didn't I, th- I think the obvious thing was like it didn't feel like Kanto it didn't feel like Johto because those were only worldwide events and this was an in-person but on the flip side this was free and it was two days and it was the same two days so there was for better or for worse like you know when people complain about community days only being three hours and only being on one day and they miss it because of work it at least solves that problem of like if you miss saturday it's the same thing on sunday and yeah if you if you can't play in the morning it's the same thing in the afternoon because the four hours repeat and it's free so you're not like spending five dollars and being like well i could only play for one of the two days Mm -hmm. so it's almost like a i mean it's a worldwide game so like and there's so many players it it does feel like niantic's always in a lose-lose position yeah to try to appeal to everyone I definitely do have sympathy for them in this case, but there were a couple of things that the decisions or differences rather uh, with it that I, I felt were a little bit puzzling because it's not the first go tour event. Right. And for me, the most hallmark feature of the go tour events for Canto for Jota was the collection challenge, get everything right. Yeah. And that was missing from this. I know some people lamented the fact that they had to do that much work for the event in order to complete it and stuff like that. But they also paid for a ticket. So at that point in time, you want to get your money's worth. And with this being free, I don't think that's necessarily a misstep. I just feel like it's having some sort of like identity crisis. Mm -hmm. That's what it felt like for me. It felt like a, like sort of like a weekend general Hoenn celebration instead of like a go tour event of what we've been conditioned to expect. Right. Yeah. I think I think you worded it perfectly with like identity crisis because it felt if you remove Johto and Kanto and those past experiences for a free event, it was great. But yeah. I don't think people can separate like what they paid for before with this very curated experience and be like, well, this feels lackluster. Because again, I think for a free event, it was like pretty pretty solid. Like I I got six shinies both days, and I didn't even play all eight hours. I and I didn't even really go that hard. Like because I was like, yeah. ah, I don't need to tap on any more um, skiddies. It's fine. I have enough. <laughs> yeah, I was ill during that weekend, so I didn't get to do the sorts of plans and group play that I had originally thought of. I was just in my car with my windows up and my mask on, you know. And it was it was different. But I definitely walked away with a fair amount of shinies. And I think I played on average like six out of the eight hours uh, each day. Or sorry, seven out of the ten. Six or seven out of the ten, right? It's an hour yeah. You know yeah. what's funny is we're, we're 40 minutes into this podcast and this is the first time we brought up shinies. <laughs> because I, I, think, yeah. I think a lot of – there are a lot of pogo people that shinies is the thing that keeps them going. I hear you. I see you. Like I mm-hmm. get it. Right now, for me, I don't want them big Pokemon, right? I don't care. Like, they're shiny, cool, but like, I like the big, I like the small. Everyone has different things. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, with all the issues of the first like three, four hours of Vegas, none of those had to do with the shinies. It was just like the, the wanting to like play the game. It wasn't even like, oh, I'm missing shinies. It was like, I just want to play. Um, right, right. And, like, whether or not I, like, I, I I wouldn't even consider the event was bad if I had, like, two shinies either. Like, I, I think the event overall was really good. It just wasn't working. 
Yeah, I, I tend to I tend to separate it in my brain when we talk about it on the show of like answering the first question that you that you led with today was was the event worth it? And we kind of use this methodology for each event. What was the intended way to play versus how it actually panned out? You know, connection issues and things like that. We are very used to as Go players, especially if you're a Go player that goes to uh, live events or you'll live in New Zealand. Like you're very, very, very used to that sort of stuff. Um, but you have to give credit where credit is due. And I feel like you're doing that with the global tours, that the way that it was designed as a free event was exceptional. So whether or not you have an opinion of what it should have been, what it was, was pretty good. And yes, it could have been something different that you paid for, but that wasn't even an option. It's not like you paid the same price and got less. It was free and they just changed how the event worked. Yeah. And I can't see them going back to the Johto and Kanto ways. I know, unfortunately. I think it's it's very <laughs> Yeah. We want the in person curated experience. And again, I think it goes back to concerts. Like, do you want to go see Lady Gaga in person and she's gonna put on a heck of a show, I'm assuming. Um, or do you just want to stream her music and appreciate it that way? Or what some concerts do, do you want to like pay the $20 fee to like stream the concert live and kind of get that like middle experience of like, I'm watching it, but I'm not there, but this is one step up from Spotify. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like you kind of have to like test the waters yourself, like go to an event, see how it feels, you know, if if it's for you or it's not right. Like, like I I would not be able to hand handle a live music event, but I would probably go see the gorillas live. But I don't know if I'd want to go see, like, I don't know. What's a band? Oh, this is a bad thing for me to lead into. I, now I'm, I'm just going to I'm too fumble. old to stand in a group of people. There like, you go. Do, yeah, does, a... does the venue have seating and can I sit down? <laughs> that's a 6'2 guy who's a big dude. I'm always like, am I in your way? Yeah. Can you still see? You know, like. <laughs> but I, I just, I feel like there's nothing that's going to replace these live events. But. Uh, the the commu- okay the, the big issue that I had overall was the communication of the things from Niantic during this event the the Hoenn tour event and then the way that those sorts of things fell uh, fell apart to a degree after the fact right so there's two main things that if we, we can talk on them brief briefly yeah yeah but the uh, the first no one <laughs> okay great okay cool the the first one was that tweet that they put out about like hey there were connection issues the first day and we had 17,000 extra trainers in the area that caused connection to be clogged, right? That, that mm-hmm. caused some issues. And you can look at this at least two ways, probably more than two ways. But you can look at it as, as one, people were outraged and they were like, like, oh, sorry, we went to the event that you told us to go to or we showed up your, at your event because we care about your game. So sorry. Like people just being uh, a little bit indignant about that. But the other way you can look at it is even if that's true, were, was everything done to mitigate that possibility? Because that has happened in the past, right? We've had GoFest in the past where more people are hanging out in the park. Seattle was like this, and they took measures to limit gameplay in the park and outside of the park. And for Vegas, they still had access to gyms, and primal raids were in gyms. So that was still a huge draw, right? Right. 
So this this is the thing I noticed is when when we were walking around, I noticed so many people being like, I did this primal raid. I didn't get any mega energy or sorry, primal energy. It's the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Which which just tells me like, oh, that's because you don't have a ticket. Um, that's that's why you didn't get the primal energy because you can still see the raids now. For for anyone who hasn't been to uh, uh, one of these in person events, and again, I, I think I think you see a lot of people being like, well, it goes back to what we said earlier of like Niantic telling people not to come to the park. While I think that that message was maybe tone deaf in some instances, there is there is there is like some truth to it. Of, like, Niantic being like, don't come to the park because there's no experience for you. Yeah. Like, like if you have never been to one of these live events and you don't have a ticket, you're going to show up to ultimately a dead zone. There are little to no spawns. Niantic removes the stops. I think there are some stops on the outskirt that are, like, the park park. Like, the baseball field, right? But, like, yeah. if we walked over to the baseball field to spin that stop, we wouldn't be getting... Like Zigzagoon or Kecleon, because it was outside of the park boundary. So, like, you get there, and you, you, there's really there's nothing for you to catch. I mean, you could turn on an incense, I guess, and like start walking and just catch your incense. There's nothing to really spin. There, the, you you can't actually like play the game, yeah, in a way you would. So, like, so I think that's why Sunday is was such a better day because what happens is you have this influx of people that are like, Oh, there's this go event. I don't have a ticket, but I'm still going to join my friend who does have a ticket and I'm just going to play alongside him. And then you, you get 17,000 people or however many people to show up and then go, Oh, this doesn't work for me. Yeah. And then on top of that, how do those people leave the park? Because they probably (laughs) arrived in a car. Mm hmm. So like if you know if my significant other was like hey I, I I don't I don't care that much about Pokemon Go I'm gonna show up I'll just play alongside you and then they can't even play and then what do you do like oh let me take you home right yeah it's complicated I feel like they should have maybe put like a like a free, like a frequently asked questions or a functional guide or something like that like a what to expect post. That was somewhere that was that was really big, just as big as their promotions and pushes pushes for selling the tickets to the event. It's like, hey, these tickets are sold out. Just a reminder: if you still plan on attending, you know, uh, the event live, here's what you can expect. And even if the bullet points are nothing, <laughs> that's still something. I mean, I saw so many tweets from people that were like, "Hey, we showed up even though we couldn't get a ticket, but we made a." We made a plan anyway, and we showed up, and there's nothing to do. It's like, well, for us, we're like, well, of course there wasn't. It was a ticketed event. What did you expect? Right. Well, but I that's mean, like, never clarified ahead of time. Right? You, you know? Yeah, you're right. And like we, that, that problem didn't exist in year two or year three of Chicago, which right. were um, maybe because the first year, all the Chicago in Chicago people knew that like, oh, if we show up, it's just a dead zone for us. But like, uh-huh. you, so so you get seventeen thousand people showing up with no ticket. They can do raids, technically, um, although they're not getting the mega energy. They can pop an incense. Um, they can wait in line and buy a shirt. They can wait in line and do food trucks. They yeah, can meet with Pikachu and Eevee. Little stuff yeah, like that. Like the, yeah, they, like they can do stuff, but it's like not a great experience. And I think that is somewhat Niantic's fault 
uh, for not communicating that. But also, I think I think it, it's the fault of the park of not being able to leave or get there easily. Um, and I think, uh, and I think it does hurt. This sounds very like selfish, but like I do think it hurts the players that are there, right? Because an influx of players ruins the network. More people in line, like more communication issues. It will, in line for shirts, in line for food, in line for bathrooms, like right. Like Niantic is trying to curate an experience, and they don't expect seventeen thousand extra people to show up. And then all of a sudden, like, what do we do with these seventeen thousand people? <laughs> like they're here, they didn't have a ticket. So I, I definitely see both sides. I don't I don't um I don't know how they fix that. Um also I've just had terrible experiences in like like Chicago specifically of like trying to trade with people that mm. after 30 minutes realizing, "Oh, you don't have a ticket." And they uh, they don't tell you that, right? Like you're you're in the trading booth, you're trying to trade, like you're thinking like, oh, maybe it's AT&T. Ah, maybe it's a Verizon issue. Ah, maybe it's a Niantic issue. Like, reboot the phone. Reboot the app. All right, maybe let's go to customer support. And then all of a sudden, the person's like, oh, yeah, I don't have a ticket. I'm just here. And it's like, oh, well, that, <laughs> thanks for wasting 30 minutes. I wanted to trade you this. Yeah, no, that that is really frustrating. But, I, you know, the communication uh, snafus don't just stop at the one thing, whether it was or wasn't communicated. Even some of the aspects that were communicated, like – how Primal Surge was supposed to work as, an, a, as a function of the Vegas event was super unclear for a lot of people. And, you know, if I got the, the Ruby ticket, was I uh, – why am I seeing Sapphire spawns, right? Oh, yeah, that you was know? me for like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of people though. You know what I mean? Like it just – that the amount of people that, that didn't understand that when that was detailed in the blog was a little mind-blowing to me. Uh, so I, I feel like maybe we sometimes get caught up in the presentation by we, I mean, Niantic, not, not we as in you and I, but like Niantic can get caught up in the presentation of it a little bit. But when it comes down to the brass tacks of like what this event is, what you can expect out of it, that gets lost sometimes. And I feel like for an event like this, when you're going to make big changes and things like that, and it's an exclusive ticket and event, not doing so is is anti to the effort of like mitigating those attendance issues of like things being clogged up, you know, because maybe they could stop from 17,000 extra people showing up. It could just be 3000 extra people showing up because they want to walk right. around with their friends. That's so much more manageable. It's like within the, hopefully it's within the margin of, of error for what they expected for server load. Yeah. But, and I, I'm sure that there are, there were people that showed up that were like totally okay with just popping an incense and walking with their friend. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a good friend if they're gonna like not have this experience and walk in a desert and like be covered in sand after four. That's a good friend. Keep that that keep that person around. But yeah, like, hundred percent. I don't know how Niantic. I, I don't have a communication major. A major. I don't know how Niantic is like. We're telling you not to come because you will have a terrible experience. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It's it is like I think you said though too. It's a little bit of a lose-lose because if they had said that I tried like wordsmithing that tweet in my head, talking over with my co-host Kyle a few times. And uh yeah, I don't know. It's easy for us to say, "Oh, they should have worded that better." Yeah, but how? Like I don't Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the answer to that either. Oh, jeez. The the second thing I wanted to bring up was the uh the egg 
enthusiast bonus that carried over to global for those of us that had it in Vegas. Mm-hmm. There was this communication on Twitter that the enthusiast bonus somehow didn't work for people that were in Vegas. I didn't really see any of that myself. I didn't have that. I, I didn't have that issue. Yeah. Uh, so it, to me, it seemed a little bit extreme to just let us use it on global as well because it was a very lucrative bonus. Like, very lucrative. And I didn't see a lot of people talking about it, but there was a little sentiment of, you know, oh, that's a bummer. More people getting access to things that I don't have, and I don't even have the chance to buy it after the fact, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just, I'm curious what your thoughts are on, on that, because I was kind of like, oh, this feels a little bit bad, but I, I appreciate them doing something for what apparently was an issue, right? Right away. Yeah, yeah I don't, I think... I think the three hours afterwards for I mean they they say it was like two hours of issues I I would say it was like three to four hours of issues because there were pockets where like it didn't work yeah um I think like going going into the city was like fine but also I, I feel like Niantic misses the mark on asking their players for a lot more time um. Without understanding, like, okay, you needed two to three more hours to fix this. We're, we're standing outside in the heat. We're, out, we're, we're, like, trying to play. And you're saying, okay, here's, here's the three hours back. But it's like, I've, I've, you, already, you already got eight hours out of me. <laughs> right. right. And, like, I, I don't know, I don't know what, the, what the fix is. Because, like, I, I, I want to get my three hours back in a way of like missing bonuses and stuff. But I also want to explore Vegas, but I also want to go get dinner. But I also like, I just, I I think I'm speaking for other people. Like it's really hard just to plan something out and then obviously things go wrong, but then to drop what I also had planned off to like give this game more time. Yeah. Yeah, especially when we just went all in this entire conversation earlier about one of the benefits about these in-person uh, events is exploring the place. And if you're like, well, I wasted three hours this morning in the park, and so I want to get my money's worth and spend three hours of my evening doing it, that's what you would have done, going to dinner, going to shows. Or, you know, I, it's a unique problem for us, but, like, organizing groups to meet up and things like that, right? That, that becomes that much more difficult. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it, it's – I don't – that's why I kind of so I kind of think the the Chicago event was kind of better than this because they were like here's a hundred dollars in game credit yeah. <laughs> and here's your money back get out of here good game see you next year like <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah I don't I I I think the egg enthusiast thing of like okay we restored that next weekend I'm sure there were plenty of people that bought a two day pass that didn't add on the egg enthusiast yep um like why it just I think they could have done more for the people who showed up. That being said, I think I think the event was good, but I'm looking at the event in two eight-hour spans minus three hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm in the same boat. You know, I walked away from that event having had a wonderful time, regardless of issues. Like, we got to hang out for a while. That was awesome. We're on the blistering sands doing laps. Yeah. I was there with a bunch of people from my community, too. Like, Tyler was there. He hung out all day. Like, a lot of people. And, you know, it, again, it's just great to be around other trainers. And I wouldn't trade that for for anything. 
But to defend some of these things on paper is really difficult. And I feel like Twitter just kind of makes a showcase of that sort of communication not working very well. Right. Right. Like, it, it's it's almost like you're, what you're reading on Twitter from people that are actually not at the event are just like, oh, where did you get your information from? <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm here right now. <laughs> So it's kind of like a perhaps a closing uh, thought here. What do you rate this event? I want two separate ratings, if you could. Uh, a rating for how the event was supposed to go versus how the event went out of 10. Uh, I don't believe in sevens. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, so I, I would say that this is probably closer to a – I would say this is a six out of 10 for me. Okay. And that's based on the experience you had or the experience that you should have had? Uh, I would say that was based on the experience I had. Okay. Um, and for me, it was, again, the, 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 I guess where it's docking points is, it's, it is not even like the technical issues because I guess I expected sure. that. Yeah. For me, it was, it was food. It was transportation. Um, it was the like no tents, no seating kind of thing. Um, and it was the park itself was a bad park. I don't know how Vegas convinced Niantic to do this. And if you <laughs> if you look, Vegas has a lot of events this year. Like they are so desperate for tourism and they're so desperate for money. So obviously like cities place bids because they want people to come. I don't know what pictures or how they swindled Niantic to be there, but that park was like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like that park was <laughs> under construction. Like the yeah, park it had was... a giant mountain of dirt in the middle of it that they had to pay security guards to stand on yeah. because they didn't want trainers to walk on the pile of dirt. But the pile of dirt was there because they were trying to build like a river like in the the ancient shores there was no water in ancient shores it, it it was a bunch of rocks yeah there was desert biome other desert biome and then other desert biome but it had shrubs yeah pretty much and okay the, the pile of dirt thing was very cool to climb on before they told us we couldn't <laughs> climb on it because you got up there it's right next to the volcano i got a beautiful picture of everybody in the field you know and then they were just like get down from there that's not part of the game experience and i was like i know but okay <laughs> yeah i don't understand either i mean there are parts of that park that are absolutely beautiful all the stuff around that like middle i hesitate to say lake it's like a pond um a glorified yeah. sort of pond yeah you could walk around the whole thing in like 20 minutes yeah, and that was cool, and they ha they did have a pavilion. There were a couple of things there that were great, but the other areas of the park were just so wide open and at the mercy of the elements. And in Vegas, there's only one element, and it's sun. Um, it's it got just to be a bit much. I think you're right. You know, Lincoln Park was cool. There was a lot of there was a lot of walking there, but once you got to locations, they had those vast team tents that we were lacking at this event. They had smaller ones that had like all three colors of the flags, mm -hmm. but no specific team. They didn't have like the bean bags, all that sort of stuff that we've seen at other go fests in the past. So yeah, I, I think you're right. <laughs> See, even I would, I would put like, so the two go fest, I would probably put Seattle go fest at like really like a nine out of 10. Yeah. I, I think that, I think they killed it with Seattle go fest. Um, I think that like, 
The only thing that really bothered me about Seattle Go Fest was the trading and how like it was really weird to trade if you had like flip tickets. Yeah. Um, and I think the flip tickets was really messy if you were trying to play with certain people. Like, oh, like you got morning instead of night and I got night instead of morning. Like that was in itself a little bit messy. Um, but I think it was it was one of Niantic's best events. And then I would even maybe put the Germany Go Fest at a 9 out of 10 because transportation there was good. There were so many food options. There were so many ways to enter and leave that park. Um, that park was absolutely gorgeous. There was plenty of places to like sit, eat, relax, shade. So like again, none of this has to do with like shinies. Um, right? Yeah. It really has to do with like the atmosphere they're like providing and like feeling comfortable and like feeling like you can spend the day there because that's what at the end of the day that's what Niantic is asking you to do. They're asking you to spend eight hours in a location. Um, and are you going to have a good time in that eight hours? And I, I, gosh, that we didn't talk about it until now, but man, that park was not a great park. No, no, it wasn't. It certainly was enough space, but lacking those facilities. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And even, even in the, in the car only option, like they had two tiny parking lots. Yeah. Yeah. And the way that that was set up for Ubers leaving and, and coming in was uh, was hectic a little bit. Uh, a lot, right. a lot of traffic. A lot of traffic. Yeah. I talked to my one Uber driver because I literally uh, it was it was sixty five dollars to leave um, right at six o'clock. Also, yeah. uh, again, to reiterate that this park was not nearly set up when it got dark in Vegas. It gets dark um, and there's no like like lighting in that park. So it ended up being like pretty pitch black yeah. <laughs> to, to leave at like six o'clock, six, six or seven o'clock. So it was like $65 for me to Uber out of the park. I literally walked across the street to the subway and it was $15 cheaper, but it took 30 minutes for an Uber driver to accept my ride. Oh, sure. And, and so when she accepted it, she was great, by the way, probably the best Uber driver I've had in 10 years. Absolutely Fantastic. Incredible Uber driver. Wow, okay, all right. But I was was like, I was like, it took so long for you to take, like, it it took so long for me to get assigned to you. And she was like, oh, yeah, in Vegas, people will decline a lot of rides because they know what's happening. And they know that, like, there's an event here and they don't want to pick up from it, which understandable. Like, when you're trying to pick up in the park. Like cars are trying to leave. like the parking lot is trying to leave and Uber drivers are trying to get in and it's a nightmare. And I was like, I'm pretty sure like Uber and Lyft punish you for declining or not accepting rides. And she she was like, yeah, they have no power in Vegas because they need us so desperately. So we can decline all the rides we want and Uber will never revoke our account because like they need us. Uh, here in Vegas, and I was like, "That is wild. That that makes sense. Why it took so long for anyone to accept my ride?" Yeah, um, that makes a lot of sense now that you mention that. You know, I'm thinking about just the logistics of w- what Uber drivers do in Vegas. You probably want them. You probably want them more for for public safety, if anything else. You know, you need yeah, to have. That, I mean, like, so. and the, it goes back to what we said there. Like, car. You got a car because that's mm-hmm. the only way to get around this city. Yeah. Um, just to just kind of close the the loop on the question, I think my score for 
what my experience was was about a six, maybe six and a half. I think that's probably right. And for what the experience was supposed to be, like if everything went flawlessly and let's just say there was another bench there and like two umbrellas for shade, let's just say that, right? Um, I would probably give that an eight, seven and a half, an eight, something like that. But I would agree that Seattle Go Fest knocked it out of the park as far as expectations. Like Seattle Go Fest made me feel like lessons had been learned from previous events mm-hmm. and were built upon. And Go Tour Vegas felt like, yes, it was a little bit different, but they went to such lengths to to make them sort of similar to GoFest that I was surprised at the lack of uh, translation. Let's just say that those lessons carried to this event. Yeah. Um, there, there was, a, I guess we'll never know, but there was a small part of me that felt they were very un- underprepared for this event. Yeah. Um, like, I, I, think I think we arrived right. in Seattle days before GoFest, and you yeah. could tell that they were almost done setting up, like, two days before. Like, oh, you, you guys are, like, ready to go for this weekend. Yeah. Here, it felt things, like, yeah. here, it felt like, oh, you, you guys are not ready to go at all. <laughs> <laughs> that poor Torchic, man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that inflatable torchic was looking rough by the end of Sunday. Yeah, that, that inflatable torchic was looking rough on hour one of that. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to throw our boy torchic a little bit more respect, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it makes it makes me excited for future events um, because hopefully. Hopefully they've learned their lesson here. <laughs> you would hope. Again, yeah. I think I think uh, Germany Go Fest and uh, Seattle Go Fest and the South Korea Safari Zone, even though it was like a little bit light, um, they all were pretty flaw free. I'm sure there's somebody listening being like, "I had issues." I, I'm, I'm sure you did. Like I am sure that some people had issues, but the overall like. You know, thirty thousand people not being able to connect for two hours is is definitely different than like five people having AT and T issues. Or yeah, something. very different, very different story. Yeah. Um. So hopefully they they walk away being like, okay, this is everything that went wrong, and we have I I don't know we have four events this year, we have five events this year. Who knows how many? Um. I I would assume they are. Well, they did Spain last year, I think. Yeah, wasn't it Seville? Seville, yeah, they did Seville last year. So, yeah, sorry, I meant Seville. No, <laughs> Seville. I learned that lesson uh, a little while ago. Yeah, so I, I am curious how this affects your confidence level in GoFest for this year. Um, I would assume that they have a dedicated. I don't know. They they have a dedicated GoFest team like that. Yeah. That would be my assumption, and that team has probably been working on that since the first one ended. Um, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure how. You know, e- even if the, even if uh, Vegas didn't have the the issues at the beginning, there were still little things that went poorly, like the mm-hmm. food trucks, like the yeah. seating. Um, so I don't know how those were overlooked. But if they were to say, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. If they were to, if they were to, you know, next week say, here are the four events: one in Germany, one in Mexico, one in India, and one in New Zealand. I, I just literally made those up, by the way. <laughs> I would consider going to all of them. 
Mm -hmm. because it would give me a reason to travel. Um, Obviously, we both talk about Pokemon Go. uh, And I genuinely like Pokemon Go as a game. So, yeah, I used to I used to be the person that would go to at least one PAX every year, PAX East or PAX West. All right. Technically, I guess PAX South when that existed. And I was the person that went to C2E2 every year because I was just an hour north of Chicago. It was a very easy day trip to drive down and pay $700 for parking for the evening and then drive yeah. <laughs> yep. and then and then drive back, right? But after going to those events for so long, they they very seldomly change. Like, it's like the same vendors. Um, it's like the same indie games getting demoed it's like the same big companies showing up with like their newest hit that you may or may not care about so it's like do i want to spend the same if not more amount of money to go to boston or seattle you know cities i've been to multiple times and i do love those two cities to do events that are pretty similar than last year or do i want to go to south korea for the first time um and explore that city and also play a game I love. Right. So for me, like I'm very ready for Niantic to announce more events because again, I I've I've traveled to these bigger gaming events and I guess I'm kind of over them. Um and and these Go events are significantly more exciting to me even though it's just playing yeah. Pokemon Go. <laughs> but I think again, for me, I think it's the travel part. Yeah, I would agree with you uh, on that. You know, like the the conventions that I've been to, I went to um, an ASEN here with my buddy, and I think I I think I'm good on ASEN, but it was a cool experience. Um, and I went to an RTX in Austin a, a number of years ago. Um, the convention experience to me has definitely lost its luster, mm. especially in light of all the sorts of things that have happened over the past few years. A lot of other things to consider and talk about, and every space and every state has different policies and things, right, to, to consider. Um, and these outdoor events are just, like, one of the last bastions of, like, things that you can probably expect. Like, you can you can have reasonable expectations and therefore expect less surprises when you get there because it's outside, right? Um, yeah, I, I'm choosing to look at... Go fe- uh, sorry, go tour Hoenn, uh, both the in-person event in Vegas and the global event. It's sort of like, I know this kind of goes anti to what we were saying before, like this isn't the first one. It does feel a little bit like growing pains to me because they were trying to turn it into something different. Oh, let's create this premium curated in-person event. Very cool. Let's steal some of the best ideas from GoFest and let's put them into this, right? Mm-hmm. Which kind of led to sort of this like, oh, are they, just, are they just homogenizing these events? Obviously not with how the global event went, right? They, they're they trying to do two versions of it. Double dip, right? Right. And the global event becoming free instead of ticketed and therefore not being nearly as premium, I'm air quoting here, of an event. Like if that's the direction they're going, I think if the event had gone off without a hitch in Vegas, the global event – was uh, was more explained so that people's expectations weren't, um, I suppose, sh- they, they didn't fall short of it, right, from their point of view. I think, like, next year, if we get the same sort of go-tour um, layout and events, it'll go that much better because of it. Uh, so I also have full confidence in, in GoFest. I'm very, very excited for the travel aspect of it, but, again, just to see 
Go players in person in mass <laughs> it, hordes of Go players. You know, it's just, it's yeah. a sight. It really is a sight. <laughs> yeah, I I think we both want Niantic to get these things right, and it's oh, kind of yeah. crazy that this game is going on to seven years old, and we still have growing pains. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. As long as we keep improving, that's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think like final takeaway is if don't don't ever pick the first day of a, a go event. You know maybe maybe if you can only if you can only do one, uh, you know maybe maybe just do the second day. <laughs> yep, a lot of people I talked to were like, "I'm very happy I got a Sunday ticket," or "I should have gotten a Sunday ticket." <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I guess that that's it. We plan for uh 45 minutes we're here at an hour and 15 uh, yep. classic classic <laughs> podcast experience no rag rats uh-uh. uh for my listeners uh where can they find you oh uh well you can find GoCast pretty much anywhere so it's g-o-c-a-s-t uh podcast and it's the one about pokemon i think there's a couple of other GoCasts uh floating around that aren't pokemon related but rest assured Oh, are they like Uber podcasts? They're like, go, 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 go. (laughs) There's like another podcast that actually also has a Chris and Kyle on it, which is hilarious to me. Um, But they talk about just random things. And then there was another one that was like a a missionary podcast. I don't really know. Like go to Jesus. Yeah, that sort of stuff. There you go. Uh, Like outreach. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So you can find us there. And and we're most active on Twitter. I have an Instagram. I deleted the Facebook page because I couldn't stand it anymore. Mm. Uh but yeah, you can find us there. And what about for our listeners, Steve? Where can they find you? Sure, uh, you can find uh, it's super effective wherever you find podcasts. Otherwise, um, I got very lucky a decade ago, and I own uh, PokemonPodcast.com. So uh, <laughs> no one bought that domain. <laughs> hey, who could have known? Who who would have guessed? <laughs> yeah. So, for- uh, for our listeners, another easy way to do it is uh, this is I'm pretty sure this is going to be true for everybody. If you go for like similar shows other people listen to, if you're subscribed to us, you will 100% see it's super effective right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um all right. Well, uh thank you for listening everyone. Thanks for making it to the end. Um I think this will be in both our feeds, so you can yeah. find the other show pretty pretty easily, but it It'll be the same show. It's just whether you want more Pokemon stuff or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like red, blue, red version and blue version, but there's no exclusive Siege version. It's just... Oh, <laughs> yeah. The ultimate scam. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thanks for your time, Steve, and thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Yeah, we will see you guys next time. Bye. See ya. See ya.